Welcome back to Netflix and Kill, the podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. And I'm Ethan. We are back for the third and final installment of the Fear Street trilogy. I am super hyped about this. I'm also there, very hyped. There were twists. There were turns. Um, I think we were like way off on our predictions, but I kind of love that. I like to be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel like they try to, I guess, go against the narrative here. Yeah. Yeah, I was really impressed. Um, so I guess just like initial reactions, I would say this was definitely my favorite of the three. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think so, too. Sweet. So let's get into it. Uh, so Fear Street Part 3 picks up, of course, where the other one left off. Um, we have seen Dina, like, get transported back in time where she's witnessing what happened to Sarah Fear. So the first part of the film is going to follow that story. And the second part of the film, we go back to 1994 and uh, follow Dina and her friends. So for this first part of the story, it takes place in 1666. You know, 666, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, I honestly, I didn't even catch that. (laughs) I didn't, like, connect those two. Uh, (laughs) So we meet Sarah Fear who lives with her father and her brother in this little uh, you know colonial old time settlement um there's uh, who else have we met so there's the pastor um the pastor's daughter Hannah who is um Sam's kind of like each one of these characters reflects a character that we have already met so they're all played by the same actors, which is kind of cool. Um, so then we also meet some other, like, uh, other teenagers as we um, go through the town. And um, there's also, right, there's also Thomas, who's like the town drunk or whatever. And then um, there's Solomon. Solomon Good. Yeah, Solomon who is um, the sheriff mm. Nick Good's ancestor. And um, Sarah's kind of friends with him. He lives like kind of out on the edge of town. And um, we get the impression he's a little bit of an outcast, mm-hmm. but like she kind of is too. So she hangs out with him a lot. Um, so we, when we meet her, you know, a lot of people say stuff like, wow, like Sarah's kind of odd. Like she's never really fit in. Um, yeah. Basically, it's because she's a lesbian. It's because she's butch. <laughs> like, that's what it is. Because her dad's like, you need to get like, married. Like, and, um, oh, I'm like, she's in love with the pastor's daughter. Because, of course. Yeah. It couldn't get any worse. And there's for her like a whole part where, like, she's talking to her dad, and her dad is like, I raised you like a boy, and <laughs> that's why there's something wrong with you. And it's like, uh, th- I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. She's just a little butch. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We love a butch. Well, the opening scene with her is pretty, like, pretty badass with her, like, ripping the baby pig out with, like, a knife and she has blood Mm -hmm. all over her hands. And 
Well, later on, she also has to kill that pig later, like, um, cause, like, there, there's a point in the movie where, like, the town, like, has a curse on it, and so, like, all these bad things start happening, and, like, the pig eats all of the babies, and so she just kills the pig. Mm. <laughs> She's pretty badass. Yeah. But I really liked how her story was sort of like, I know we mentioned this last episode about they're all like sort of echoes of the same sort of types of characters and same things. And this one's pretty like one-to-one of Sam and Dina's relationship in the Mm -hmm. first one. And I really like that because I feel like, uh, especially like historically, I guess we like to... I guess there's a notion that these sort of like gay relationships are a new thing, but in reality, it's been sort of like brushed under the rug in the past and or not taught as much. And I like how that they're being mm-hmm. forward with this. Yeah, I liked that too. And they're again, the relationship was just super sweet. Um, they go to this like little party at night that the teenagers they all like get high and Um, like dance around yeah they go to the there's this lady they call the widow who's played by the actress who played nurse lane from the last film and she gives them Mm -hmm. like these berries that get them high um and while they're there sarah finds this book about black magic but the widow's like uh no you don't want to mess with that um so she kind of forgets about it and um there's some some kissing, some other things going on. There's also some Sarah, really, yeah. really good music. Yeah. Yeah, these teenagers knew how to party yeah. in 1666. So that was like another prediction I was wrong about. I was like, yeah, there's not going to be teen drama. Yeah. But oh, there is. There is teen drama. Because um, of course, there's also like boys who like want to try to sleep with her. And she's like, nope. Yeah. Her and Hannah both. So that kind of, yeah, so that kind of makes people already, like, bitter and kind yeah. of suspicious towards them, um, which, of course, will only get worse as things happen. Um, so the the town is also, like, experiencing this horrible string of bad luck, and so, like, Sarah, like, their pig gets sick, um... The well dries up, like just all this really bad stuff happens. The well or, doesn't no, dry actually, no way. Yeah, they like it was her dog. The... Yeah, they find her yeah. dog dead in the well, and it like contaminated um, all the water. They like also have like a bunch of like rotten, like fruit is rotting, like things aren't growing properly. Um, people are getting sick really quick. Yeah, so of course everyone's like, oh, someone made a pact with the devil, like. Someone summoned a demon, like that's there's a there's witch, like wrong that's with the, why uh, pastor too. Like he he starts whispering yeah, like to himself and like started to... he won't talk to anyone else. He looks at everyone funny and it's like he was fine not too long ago. We're really scared that something bad's happening. And Hannah, um mm-hmm. like this ha- this all happens like right before or, like, right after she and Sarah, like, hook up in the woods. So, like, Hannah's, like, starting to blame herself for, like, stuff that happened with her dad. Yeah. 
And they're like, oh, we were sinning, and it's our yeah, fault, but like, which is really sad. She, So Sarah, like, at one point actually goes and talks to Solomon, and Solomon is like, that's, you, you don't, like, summon the devil by chance. You have to, like, seek him out. And so she, like, starts to reassure. Yeah. I yeah. liked that whole uh, speech. Yeah, he talks about, like, you know, good and evil is a choice, and, like... You have to actively seek to harm other people to really be an evil person, and like you being in love with this girl is not yeah. hurting other people. And like uh, foreshadowing. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the the pastor like continues to kind of deteriorate until one day he locks a lot of the children from the town like in the schoolhouse. And, um, come to find yeah, out, he, he murdered all of them. So he is officially the first yeah, he murderer like, So he gouged town. his own eyes um, out with, like, a hook, and then he did the same to all of the kids that he had locked in, like, the church house. Um, and then he locked them inside, and then people, like, couldn't get in to, like, get to their kids or anything, and so when they finally bust the door down, mm-hmm. uh... There's a bunch of dead kids inside, including Sarah's brother and like a bunch of other people from the town. Yeah, that was um, sad. And then, yeah. So afterwards, yeah. they have a meeting, and, and they're like, yeah. "Okay, we got to figure so, out what's going on in this town." And of course, everyone's yeah, like, "Witchcraft." Kills the pastor after that, because like, um, yeah, you know, he's like fixing to kill everyone who just like busted into the church. So. They just, like, off the pastor, and then they're like, oh, Solomon's such a great guy. He killed the man who murdered all these kids, and, like, so everyone likes him and all that, and then, so, like, we're kind of thrown off the trail for a little bit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, So... At this town meeting where they're trying to figure out who the witch is, um, one of the stupid boys from the party who was mad that Sarah and Hannah wouldn't sleep with him are like, oh, they're witches. I saw them in the woods having sex with the devil. And, like, so everyone goes after them. um, And Hannah gets caught, but Sarah manages to escape. And so she's like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? Like, because she knows that Hannah will be hanged. Um... And so she decides, well, screw it. Like, I'm going to make a deal with the devil and become a witch for real so I can save her. And so she goes to the widow's house to try to find the book, but she finds it gone and the widow's dead. Yeah, the so widow got like, okay, murdered. Like, her throat was, like, um, slashed open. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes to Solomon's house next to see if he can help her. Ooh, and this is where yeah. she yep. <laughs> gets real. Mm-hmm. It was Solomon. Solomon mm-hmm. done made a deal with the devil. And he, because he talks about how, you know, he had had this horrible failure with his crops and that nothing was going right for him. So he's made this pact with the devil that if he gives a blood sacrifice, like every few years, then he gets to have power and wealth. So um, the pastor was his first, like, you know, sort of sacrifice that gets possessed to kill. Mm-hmm. So, so Yeah. She- uh oh and then at this point like you know she's like of course horrified like oh my gosh she mm-hmm. did a terrible thing and they start fighting and she gets her hand cut off so that's how it happened mm-hmm. um and 
eventually she does get caught, but she convinces the town that, like, she just confesses. She's like, yeah, you're right, I'm a witch, but I possessed Hannah, and she's not really a witch. I just made her do things, so, like, spare her. So Hannah gets saved, but Sarah ends up being executed. Mm-hmm. But, like, before she dies, she, like, she like goes in on Solomon, like, you've been... You've she been does. lying to it's all these people about how you're a nice person, but in reality, you're doing yeah. all of this for selfish reasons, and I'm gonna follow you until, like, like you die, and, like, you're your children, and, like, you're gonna live with this guilty conscience for the rest of your life, and I will not rest until everyone yeah, knows the so truth badass. about you and your family. Like, it's, like, <laughs> really yeah. serious. So, like, that's kind of the witch's curse so to speak it's like basically the curse of the truth like she tells him like yeah one day the truth is gonna come out about you and all the people who you hurt are gonna get justice and like that was Mm -hmm. oh my gosh it was so powerful like i really loved that moment so like they hang her um at the tree um and then the townspeople bury her like in front of the tree um but then like that night like literally the night after like all the kids who are friends with her like dig her up and move her body and are like this is um we're gonna move her to a spot that's better for her because like you know she deserves a proper burial and she doesn't deserve any of this and like so they move her body and like there's this really sweet like funeral thing that they do for her and like they give her a crown of moss and it makes me so sad (laughs) but like they also like totally like i know doomed the town to like (laughs) for like eternity they basically doomed this town by like trying to help her have a good burial (laughs) Well, well, yeah. It was Solomon, though, because she didn't do any of the curse yeah, true. stuff. It was him. Um, but like, it made like, it so much harder so, to find the truth, uh, yeah. though, because they moved her. Yeah, but yeah. So then we get caught back up. We're back in 1994, um, and Dina is like, "Oh shit!" Like Nick is a descendant of Solomon. Like his whole family has been in on this Satanism stuff. Like they've been in on this deal with the devil, mm-hmm. like since the beginning. So, just at that moment, of course, Nick pulls up, because... Yeah, we were uh, like, oh, he might be good, and help us, no. So they're like, oh, shoot. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah, Yeah, we were way off on that, but I love it. I I love him as the villain. Like, I, Mm -hmm. I, I totally see that. And also, like, just... Yeah cops the well like the whole narrative is basically like if you're choosing to do something bad then that makes you a bad person and like the fact that he's a cop and like his whole family is like descended from like people who are supposed to be protectors and yet they're like hurting everyone actively is like ooh really good (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, because they even, like, and I like the backstory that the last film gave him, because they did really set it up very well that, like, he could yeah, have become but... a better person. Like, that mm-hmm. he had that connection with Ziggy, and, like, he could have made the right choice and, like, yeah. not murdered people, but he decided to yeah. choose power and, like, that's, instead. like, a familial thing, but, like, I I do think he still, like, actively chose to do it, because, like, 
you know, people were dying at the camp, and that was his fault, and he oh, could yeah. have, like, just called it off, and he didn't. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So, I super enjoyed that. So, they um realized, like, oh, since... You know, this Nick's family is the one who actually started the curse. Um, we need yeah. to kill him to end it. And so they concoct this plan, like, okay, mm-hmm. we're gonna lure him to the mall. And um, so they, uh, this is where Ethan's guy comes in. Yes. They recruit Martin, who is the janitor that we have Martin. met before. Yeah, I love when they uh, recruit him. They're just like, Hey, yeah, we're gonna. Well, they first they pull up, like, cause they stole the the sheriff's car, and they pull up, and he's just like, "Man, I haven't done anything. Why am I getting arrested?" And they're like, "Hey, uh, do you want to kill the sheriff?" And he's <laughs> yeah. just like, "Yeah, let me get my things." Yeah, like, he like yeah hesitation. And well, because the sheriff's like, been fucking yeah. with this guy for years. Like, he finds yeah. he finds the spray paint and stuff that had been planted that, like, the sheriff tried to blame him for. And he's like, oh my gosh, yeah. like, this fucker needs to die. Like, this guy has oh, been framing mm-hmm. and harassing him for years. Yeah, and it's only till like, a little, like, several, like minutes later so where he's like all right what's actually going on here and they're like oh yeah no like this town really is haunted and they show like the possessed girl and he's yeah. like oh shit this is real he just like yeah. totally accepts it like after like a couple minutes of explanation he's like yeah this makes sense <laughs> yeah I love him, and he's, like, of course, like, you know, since he works at the mall, he knows, like, all the ins Mm -hmm. and outs. He's like, okay, we've got this, this, and this, here's our gear, Mm -hmm. here's our plan, and I'm like, yeah, Yeah. this is the guy you want on your side. Like, I think he's hilarious. He's, like, one of my favorite characters in in this uh, movie, like, in this installment. Yeah, I kind of, like, shipped him and Ziggy a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Um, but... Like, more than that, I feel like he, like, was, like, a better friend to her than, like, Nick ever was when they yeah. were kids. Just because, like, he wasn't lying to her Yeah, he didn't turn his back on her when creepy stuff started happening. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, and so, like, their plan. Uh, yeah, but Go I ahead. feel like, once again, uh, they're, like, have a really smart plan where they're luring all the monsters mm-hmm. into the mall using blood. And then trapping them uh, mm-hmm. in various stores, like, using the gates that pull down. And I love how, in the mm-hmm. very, like, first uh, movie, like, the first scene, there's, the, like, the one bookstore, and the gate doesn't close all the way. And during that, like, first initial oh, chase, yeah. that's, like, a, you know, a callback and, like, a period of drama. But it comes back again in the third movie, and I'm like... Oh shit, like they set that up mm. two movies ago. Yeah. yeah. Like the the gate doesn't work and like they have to scramble to like get it shut and like keep all the monsters or the serial killers inside the uh inside the gates so that so like they set up this whole thing for like they like put Dina's blood in some paint and like string it up. Yeah, um, which is kind of, which and, is what, that's the idea that Ziggy gets because she and Nick had done that to the mean girl yeah. at camp. 
Yeah. So like it's a instead of like paint or blood, it was uh like roaches. Yeah. And then he, she's like like she's like, we're gonna carry him. Yeah. <laughs> so like she they they put Dina's blood in this paint and so like when the paint like it's like really glow in the dark paint yeah. too. So like they have this like whole black light thing going on where like they've like painted on the walls and everything. It says psychos come here or like welcome or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It says yeah, it says good is evil on the walls. It's like it says like f- fuck sheriff good or whatever. <laughs> and it's it's really great, but like we when he gets there and like Ziggy's just kind of standing there um cuz like she called him. So like He's like, hi, hi, Ziggy, like, and it's like, oh, are they gonna, like, try to do this redemption arc thing? And they're like, no. And so she, she, like, just, like, lets it, lets the paint thing go and it, like, dumps all over him and then they open the gates and, like, the, the serial killers just run after him because, like, they're, they're, like, after the scent of Dina's blood. So, like, (laughs) they, like, start trying to attack him and it's great, but then they, like, he, like, catches uh Ziggy and like they're gonna try to like kill her and like if these guys kill me then like Ziggy dies too and all this other stuff and so like their plan B ends up being that Dina cuts her hand open to lure them all away from Sheriff Good for a minute so that Ziggy can get away and then um she like runs down into like there's like a the tunnels hallway thing yeah the tunnels under the yeah mall. which used to be under the camp because um, you know they they built a mall i'm still not over yeah. that they built a mall on top of a camp yeah they built <laughs> where a bunch they of people died on top of the camp um and they left the tree alone and they were able to find the hand there yeah, just fine <laughs> but i guess we caught up on that technically there's also a church there too because they yeah, reference yeah. they reference this too. There's a lot of like specific like callback scenes. So in like the seventies, uh, there's a uh, oh uh, like they Cindy kicks like the grate open to get into the cafeteria, and then in the sixteen hundreds, mm-hmm. uh, they kick up open like the floorboards to get back into the church. And then they do the same thing here, and it sort of like flashes between all the scenes. It's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think like all the the full circle kind of stuff is like really great. Like they they did a really good job with like, hey, this is like a the cyclical nature of, you know, this like familial curse thing that you know was started like way long ago and just like continues forever and ever. Yeah. They did a great job, like, with portraying that, yeah. I think. So eventually there's this big chase, and, you know, and Dina's chasing Nick, and all the killers are chasing Dina. Um, she ends up saving Sam through the power of love, which is super sweet. Well, Sam gets away at some, at one point. Like, Sam, like, gets out yeah, of the Yeah, because Sam is, like, attacking Dina, and, like, but then... Dina's like, no, you love me, and yeah. then they, like, it was a really cute scene, they kind of, like, they see themselves as, like, also as Sarah and Hannah, um, like, the parallel. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's a struggle, Dina ends up defeating Nick with the help of the undead killers, um, because, like, as he kind of, like, he kind of, like, 
falls towards the big gooey glob thing that's in the tunnels and it gives him a vision of all mm-hmm. of the victims of the killers and everyone that he's that has died because of his family and and sarah goes in yes. on him too like <laughs> the, so they good. like replay like that whole speech of like i will follow you and your family until the truth comes out and it then, like, right at that moment, like, he's, like, having this vision of freaking out, and Dina just, like, stabs him in the eyeball. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> and kills him. So good. Yeah, it was so great. then, like, we find out later that um, his family had been exposed for, like, you know, like, fraud and all these horrible things that they'd committed. Um, so, like, mm-hmm. now his family has lost their legacy and their power, which is, like, really satisfying. Yeah. Um, what a... Okay, so, like, one of my favorite things to show that, like, the curse has been broken besides, like, oh, hey, the killers disappeared suddenly, um, is, like, so Dina and Sam, like, emerge out of Nick Good's house, and he's got, like, this really nice it's house. All, he's got, like, a pinball machine all the and all goats. this other shit I love all the goats, because, like, well, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah of course. worship the devil. Yeah. Like, an absurd yeah. amount of- and. It's just like a bunch of a bunch of like goat heads and like he's got like those shitty posters that say like courage on them or whatever in the hallways. Like the ones that you would see like at the yeah. dentist. <laughs> um and then so like they're walking through the house, which I thought for some reason that they were gonna get like caught or something for like leaving footprints that come out of like his house. But, like, I'm glad that they, like, avoided that and that it was just, like, a good ending. Yeah. But, like, they, like, walk out of the house onto the front front lawn and, like, these, like, Sunny... Is it Sunnyvale? Sunnyvalers, mm-hmm. uh, like, look at them and they're like, what? And then, like, literally two seconds later, uh, someone gets hit <laughs> by a car. <laughs> and it's like, oh, um, something bad is happening because, uh, Sunnyvale is having accidents now, <laughs> left and right. <laughs> yeah, but it was a good, so we kind of, like, you know, they give a nice ending where, like, Martin becomes super successful and, um, oh, and then uh, Josh meets the girl that he'd been talking to online and, like, yeah, she's, like, this cute little nerdy girl, and, like, it's, yeah. like, perfect. She, like, signs his cast with, like, her AOL sign-on. Yeah, that it's was cute. super cute. And then Dina and Sam get their little final kiss in the woods, and, like, oh, just so good. Dina brought uh, Burger King to their <laughs> date, and she's like, oh my gosh, you actually brought, brought cheeseburgers. And, like, their date is, like, at the Rock where, um, or, like... Not necessarily at the rock, but, like, at the same kind of site where, like, the moss rock is. There's just, like, this red moss everywhere. It's super pretty. It just, like, spreads out. And, like, uh, the moss being, like, a symbol of love is so so good. good. I love it. And then, um, of course, there's, like, a little thing at the end where, like, you see someone's hand grab the widow's book. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so like, there might they, be like, had blocked it off as like a police investigation thing. So hopefully, hopefully we get like a series. Yeah, two, I would love that. Like, I would love that. Yeah, but oh my gosh, this movie was so good. Like, it went all these places I wasn't expecting, but I'm really happy with where it went. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like I like the like, 
a lot of twists. Yeah, and but I feel like everything was set up well. Like it didn't just come out of nowhere as like a yeah. ooh surprise. Like it actually felt like it was set up. So I I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. We we did get a lot of things wrong. Like they like had set it up to like act like it, that's what it was gonna be, and then like totally didn't do it. Like the thing where like uh sarah was gonna go and like become the witch and then like she finds out that someone had already stolen the book and like started the cycle of like events where like everyone was dying and the crops were bad and all of that but like for a minute i really thought like oh she's gonna like become a witch and like it's gonna be like that's what i was thinking (laughs) where like um and like i would have totally loved that but like the fact that it was like oh it's like these people abusing the system Mm -hmm. and have been like because people trust them for like ever is like the the like big thing i was like yes thank you (laughs) yeah i like the way that all worked out um Mm -hmm. which makes it even more rich at the the first one when it was his family that was like we're gonna hold a vigil for you guys that you lost all these lives because of the yeah. like needless yeah. violence. Yeah, it's like it's like that kind of fake activism where like you're like behind the scenes you're like actually harming people, but then like you know you put on a front like oh we're actually good people mm-hmm. and all that you know like you could end the cycle of violence and yet you don't. Yeah. I also. Uh, thought it was fun and like the final showdown how Dina had like like almost a bulletproof vest of uh, like R.L. Stein books mm. so yeah. like that saves her yeah there's so many small details I honestly really want to rewatch these movies already because there's so many small details I feel like I missed the first time yeah and especially, I would love like, to make this like uh, a tradition, like watch it every year. Honestly, that would be so fun. That's like one of the things. Like, I would watch this like series of movies like every year near like fall. I think, like, kind of like how we do with like uh, over the garden yeah. wall. Like, that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, kick off like the spooky season like late August, early September with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I also like, um, just again, I know we had said this last, the last few episodes, but I feel like the deaths in these movies actually have, like, a weight to them. Like, when they show those flashbacks of, like, everyone who's died, you know, and they even show, like, like, Sam and Dina's friends from the first movie, like, everyone, like, the people from the camp, Mm -hmm. the people from the 1600s. And so, like, I don't know, it made it feel more, like... I don't know. Like it had more weight than than the deaths in a lot of horror movies. Yeah, all, all these people died so that like these people could get richer, and it's like, oh, that's I see what you're <laughs> yeah. Because <doing."> yeah. <laughs> ultimately, like, like all of these were. I, I know this is sort of cheesy yeah. to say, but ultimately, like the villain was society because. <laughs> Line. Well, well, the villain was classism. Well, even like you know, at the beginning with like the crowd of people judging this witch, and if they would have listened to her, tell the truth, and it could have been avoided, and sort of 
like the cyclical nature of everything and classism and whatnot. And I think the patriarchy definitely plays an aspect too, because, you know, especially back in the 1600s, like, if you did anything as a woman that people didn't like, I mean, the whole thing starts because she didn't want to sleep with this guy, and he's like, oh, then she's a witch. And... Yeah. Like, the yeah, the whole thing is, like, basically abuse of power from people who don't need that power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Remember, kids, don't <laughs> trust cops. <laughs> yeah. Which I was surprised that they went that way. Like, I love that they made him the villain. Because at first I was like, I feel like uh shows are a little bit too scared to do that i mean look at like uh stranger things right where like hopper's like the main character and like not that i don't like his character i really do but like i feel like we have the Mm -hmm. bias or like to make cops heroes in most films and i liked him being the villain because especially with current events they kind of are yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and I like, like that and that's why and... at the start i was like oh like there's no way like he's really bad just because i didn't think the film would go that far and like i made a prediction like oh there's some like connection mm-hmm. between him and like the janitor because like they seem to have some sort of banner in jail because he was just like oh yeah these cans aren't yours they're mine and but, yeah, and then he was just being nope. 100% serious. But it's just that Nick is an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. 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 I like, I think that the writing on him was good too. Cause like, again, like they don't try to straw man him either. Like, oh, he's, you know, like it, they give him no. this backstory I mean, of like, yeah, he could have made the right choice if he wanted to and he could have chosen to be a better person, but he yeah. just didn't. So they kind of, I think that they really, I think, made it believable. Yeah, I think that, like, the fact that he made those choices makes him an even better villain, Mm -hmm. though. Like, he didn't do it out of necessity or anything. Like, he's doing it to uphold, like, his family fortune, basically. And, like, that just makes him so much of a, like, shittier person than just, like, oh, you know, I grew up, like, and, like, my parents forced me into it and, like... He could have, like, he had every chance to not do it, and, like, Ziggy's, like, the example of that, and, like, even though, like, he was a teenager, like, he still knew better, Mm -hmm. and he still didn't, he still didn't, like, call it off or, like, stop things from happening, and I don't know, it just, like, it holds a lot more weight that, like, these are, like, choices that he made instead of something he was, like, forcing to, like... It, like, it, like, really hammers down how, like, you know, just because you're, like, born into, like, a certain, like, type of family doesn't mean that, like, you have to be like yeah. them. But, like, choosing to be like them is, like, very much mm-hmm. a choice. And, like, you have, you, like, if you want to break the cycle of, like, you know, shitty stuff happening to other people or, like, you know that that was caused by your family then like you gotta start with yourself man and yeah, yeah it's good yeah I like it. <laughs> true. um i'm starting with the man in i know the but yeah he did he, but yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> and he did he but he didn't he should have <laughs> um also 
I hope that Ziggy can find someone better. Like, even, like, I know I said I ship her with Martin, but even if they just stay friends, I want Ziggy to find someone better. I'm like, oh. Or I don't know, maybe yeah. she's happy being single. I support I support her with that, too. But I'm just like, man, she deserves better. Um, Ziggy needs yes. a girlfriend. Yeah, I'm, so I'm going to say it. Um, I did, I because I know in the yeah. first movie I was kind of like, some of the stuff with Sam and Dina was like a lot of drama. I was like, okay, really? All this like breakup angst. But by the end, I really loved them. I think like especially seeing the parallels between them. Because yeah. like Sarah and Hannah, oh, I loved so much. And so like seeing the parallels, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I love these two. They're so cute. Yeah. I I definitely like at first didn't. I didn't know if I liked that they were fighting the whole time, but like I feel like you know, the rift between like Shady Side and Sunnyvale was like a thing that was supposed to be apparent within the relationship and like in order for things to get mended uh like by the end, like to have them like kind of be fighting at the beginning kind yeah, of Yeah. It's like um, I mean, um it's like their it's... relationship is like a microcosm of this uh rift between the town. And so when they come together then like Yeah. It kinda represents the town coming back together. Yeah. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's important, especially in the first movie, because uh, the difference between Shadyside and Sunnyvale is sort of the, I guess, the center of this movie, and like I feel like they gotta really make that evident mm-hmm. in the series, like coming out like strong in the first mm-hmm. episode, like yeah, like her being there is a really big deal, and these two communities are wildly different. Like, even, like, mm-hmm. the comically named, like, communities. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I'm not entirely sure when Shadyside and Sunnyvale, like, started being a thing. Because, like, it was one town yeah. to start off with. But, like, you could definitely tell, like, I feel like... Because, like, there are certain people that, like, the good family didn't like, then that's, like, how the rift kind of started. So, like, just, like, pick someone from the quote-unquote other community, like, that is definitely actually just, like, a part of your community, but you, like, don't want to acknowledge that, Mm -hmm. you know? And just, like, sacrifice them. Yeah. This movie has a lot of layers. It really does. That's this why I want to. That's why I series. want to watch it again. <laughs> so I feel like there's more yeah. that I could get like each time I rewatch Which, it. So yeah, that's yeah. I feel my like recommendation. there's like a lot of uh, foreshadowing, foreshadowing that, like, uh, but we didn't even pick up on because I know when they like tell uh, Ziggy about like, hey, like Sheriff Good's actually a villain. They have like a sort of quick flashback to like, scenes of them in the camp and sort of lines that he says. Like, one that stuck out to me was, like, oh, like, uh, I can save you, though. Like, not everyone has to die. And sort of, like, just, like, little things like that that show his perspective. Yeah. And I think, like, 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 what do we miss? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, some of the way he says things, like, you definitely wouldn't pick up on unless, like, you knew that he was the bad guy at the end. And, like, the, 
like, I, I can save you, and, like, you know, not everyone has to die tonight, and, like, the, just, like, the little phrasing, like, oh, you mean, like, someone has to die then, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and, like, yeah, just the very subtle writing of this movie, of the dialogue, and, like, I'm sure, like, in, like, there's, like, some mise-en-scene and, like, all of that that we didn't pick up on either that, like, probably would have told us what was going on, like, immediately. But, <laughs> you know, like, it's such a new, a new, like, series of movies that, like, I'm sure we wouldn't have picked up on it on the first viewing, but I definitely want to watch it again and, like, see, like, what all we can, like, get yeah. from it. Me too. Um, so one thing I do want to talk about is this amazing piece of trivia I found. I came across it on Tumblr, actually. Um, so from the first yeah. film... Yes, it's about, about the, the bread slicer. Yeah. <laughs> so from the first film, yes, there's the that scene slicer. where Kate, like, gets killed in the bread slicer. So I guess, apparently, the art department tried to convince the director that a human head would not go through a bread slicer... But she was like, yeah, it will. And so to prove her wrong, they got a bread slicer and they shoved a watermelon through it. But to their surprise, it worked perfectly and everyone in the production office cheered. And I can just so vividly picture this happening. Like, this is definitely shenanigans that we would we would get up to on yeah. set. So I just, I just really love that story. I'm like, heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another win for the bread slicer. <laughs> I believe it, though. Those things, like the, you know, the big industrial ones that they use at the supermarket, those things are, like, huge, and they're sharp. So I, I 100% mm-hmm. believe that. Yeah. Um, When I worked at the supermarket in the bakery, like, we didn't have one that you just, like, push the bread through on. Like, you have to, like, you have to, like, set the bread down and then, like, raise a handle down to, like, get the bread to slice down into it. So, like... But, like, yeah, like, there have been accidents where someone, like, got their hand caught in it, uh, and, like, it wasn't bad, still, but, like, though, it, like, makes me but, cringe. like, definitely, like, yeah, like, the the idea of, like, getting your hand caught in a bread slicer and having to, like, and getting, like, cut or anything like that is a little yeah. scary, <laughs> so, just, like, yeah, the, bre- the bread slicer thing is really yeah. good. <laughs> good. Good use of, uh, <laughs> deli deli implements there so do you guys have any last thoughts before we wrap things up Uh, I definitely want to see more of this director in the future I looked at her IMDB oh yeah this director was great uh, much outside of this series but looking forward to Mm. whatever she makes next I kind of want to see a sequel to Fear Street or like I I guess I liked uh, this like sort of ev- event on Netflix, like I've, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, I don't think they've done anything like we're releasing these three movies that all connect to each other weekly. Yeah, and I think it paid off, but um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure if I should look at this like a TV show with like just super long episodes or if I should look at this as like a series like of films but I guess that depends on whether or not they like continue to make films in the series yeah. 
um if it if it like becomes more than that or what or like i don't know maybe they'll like just like randomly drop like one extra movie on us and be like fear street 2020 or something. <laughs> i hope so i mean I even know. if it's not about the same characters like i would still just love to see more from like these people um or like from you know this director and uh from mm-hmm. like this with the same kind of i guess tone mhm um i like this kind of like it it's like fun kind of smart horror at the same time like i i feel like we have like a lot of movies that you could call smart horror nowadays, but a lot of them, like, don't treat the material as fun as this mm-hmm. movie does. And, like, you know, I don't know if that's because, like, it's more because of, like, the audience and, like, who we're trying to, like, sell the movie to or what, but, like, this movie just, like, it, it's a lot more fun and, like, like silly at times but like it also has a lot of weight to it like the they crafted the story so well and like set up all these little Chekhov's guns and they all fired at the right moment to like make this like really good series and I I really hope that like we get more like fun movies that have good stories um because, like, we haven't had good, like, fun horror movies in a little while, I feel like. And, like, this is, like, just such a breath of fresh air. And, like, I'm super excited. And hopefully that, like, this series leads to, like, more movies like that. Because, like, God, this is it's so, so good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ethan, once again, thank you for suggesting this. I'm so glad you did. This has been, like, mm-hmm. my favorite thing we've watched in a really long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have instilled in me a new obsession with these movies. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Anytime. Yeah. It's great to um, see ya. Where can people find more of you? Uh, you can find me once again on Twitter at EJBBUGLER. That's right. All right. Fantastic. Um, and I'm sure we'll have you back again yeah. sometime because we always love having you. Mm-hmm. Thank you to all of our listeners for supporting us um, and listening to us every week. At least I hope you're listening every week. If you're not, that's okay. No judgment. Um, you can find Netflix and Kill on Twitter at Netflix underscore in underscore kill. You can also find us on Patreon where we have bonus content, um, some really cool, fun rewards there for people who feel like supporting us financially. It really helps. Um, you know, it helps us pay our hosting fees and um, buy new nice equipment for us and stuff like that. So we really appreciate you. And that being said, may your nightmares be plentiful. Bye.